We've all been told we can be whatever we want to be, and if you just work hard enough, success will come. Well, welcome to the real world, and sometimes working hard just isn't enough. Hi, I'm Jessica Chen, and I wanted to create a space to connect with and support other Asian American women professionals. And here on The Pig's Tale, I hope to share my experiences and lessons learned from my own career journey, and to learn from the many other amazing Asian American women out there. Together, we can learn and grow and write our own tale. Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Pig's Tale podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about becoming a manager um, and especially focusing on what it's like becoming a first-time manager. And in this case, when I'm really talking about being a manager, I really mean about managing people. Um, you know, And I think I'm using that word specifically in this case is because there is a difference between being a leader and a manager. Um, of course, you can be a leader and not actually be directly responsible for people, um, but you can also manage people, have direct responsibility over people and not be a leader. Uh, but what I think is you know, the hope is that, of course, that you're going to be both. You're going to both be a leader um, and an actual manager. And I want to spend today a little bit talking about uh, some of the things I've learned being a, a manager, and especially I want to talk about the things that I wish I had known or maybe had spent a little more time coming, becoming understanding when I became a first-time manager. Um, now, why am I kind of focusing on that first-time managing? Um, I think it's important to note that uh, there's a first time for everything, and, and you never really forget your first, right? Whether it's your first job or your first time traveling or your, your first uh, project or your first team. And so this is, a, the, this is an opportunity for you to really get started off on the right foot. Um, and it's both very exciting um, and of course terrifying when you realize that you are now responsible for a group of people, um, regardless if it's a, you know, one or two people or it's a group of 20 or 30. Now, hopefully uh, you were the first time you're managing people or, or leading people uh, it's a smaller group. I would definitely encourage if you don't have a lot of experience in this area that you start with a smaller team. I think that there's a lot of advantages to that. Um, but I'll talk a little bit, I think, more about that in detail a little bit later on. One of the first things I want to kind of talk about is whether or not you want to become a manager. I mean, that's sort of the, the, the most important question you have to ask yourself. Um, and it was really the best advice I ever got when I first became a manager was really questioning myself. Somebody asked me, they said, do you actually like managing people? And I thought it was an interesting question uh, because we all know that there's good parts and bad parts of every job. Um, no job is 100% perfect. Um, but it's really important to be thinking about what are the rewarding parts and the positive parts of managing people. And if that's really what you want to be doing in your career, um, obviously, I would say that just because you want to advance in your career or because you think that you should become a, a, a manager, a director, a VP, it, it, it's not really a great reason to be managing people. Um, and I don't think it's enough to get to make you successful. I think that you can certainly be a leader in your organization and you can be successful leading projects and leading initiatives. Um, but if you want to be a successful people manager, you really need to like the actual management of people. And by management of people, I don't necessarily mean micromanaging them or telling them what to do. That's not really um, being a good manager or a good leader. Um, as, I, as I think about this now, I, I really, I have realized how much I really do enjoy 
um, leading my team, managing my team. I, I enjoy motivating them. And I truly do enjoy, I love watching them succeed, uh, both as individuals and as a team. And I'm excited when that success is for our organization, whether it's because they've completed a major project or major initiatives and we're getting uh, great kudos from our leadership or from the public because of some amazing work they've done. But I also really enjoy it when it's a personal professional success, whether it's because they got up in front of a group of people and were able to give a really good presentation for the very first time, or because they were able to, to respond to a customer's issue right away, um, or they led a project on their own for their very first time, or maybe it's something as, you know, they got a degree or they got a certification that they've been working really hard on. Um, those are all per personal professional successes that I, um, I find it very rewarding to be able to to shine the spotlight on my team and to reward them when I can promote them or when I can give an opportunity to someone because I'm, I'm able to hire staff uh, and maybe give an opportunity to someone who didn't, who wouldn't normally get that opportunity, I find truly rewarding. Um, and I think it's really important to, to remember that uh, that sort of guidance and mentorship and coaching, of course, you can do that without actually managing people. You can do that. Um, and you should do that, right? We should be trying to help each other and, and trying to sponsor others. But when you're an actual people manager, I think you have an even more opportunity for direct impact um, because of the hiring opportunities, because of the promotional opportunities. I can have a direct impact onto the short and long-term careers of these individuals. And of course, my hope is that it's in a positive way. Now I'll say this, that um, I like to think of myself as a pretty good manager. Um, am I perfect? Of course not. And I know that there are great opportunities for me to learn, um, but I have been fortunate to have some great mentors and, and supporters along the way who've given me some great advice and some great training. And so I would definitely encourage if you are considering whether or not the management track is the right one for you to really take a look at what trainings are available for yourself. Um, whether it's through your company or through something like LinkedIn or some other op uh, training opportunities and certainly talking to other managers, um, whether they be new managers or senior level managers or kind of those who've been here for a long time, I would definitely encourage you to have a lot of those conversations to see if it's what it's really like to manage people, regardless if uh, it's a large team or a small team, um, if it's maybe a more of a frontline kind of functional team, or maybe it's more of a senior level team, all of those kind of have different nuances. And it's important, I think, for you to understand uh, where you have the most opportunities for success. But one of the things I'd like to talk today about and to focus about is really what are the five things I wish I had known when I became a manager? Um, and some of these things are, are things that I thought I kind of knew, but I now realize and looking back on this after a couple of years that I didn't quite realize how important they would be. Um, so some of these I, I have sort of, I realize now, I, I wish I had paid more attention to maybe when I first uh, became a manager. So the first one is uh, the hard conversations are maybe not what you think. So I can remember when I became a manager, I got this advice over and over and over again, be prepared for hard conversations, be prepared for difficult conversations. But it always seemed to be focused on that the hard and difficult conversations would be around giving feedback and maybe giving constructive feedback or giving negative feedback, um, all of that. And I will admit it's, it's 
didn't, that doesn't come easy to me. Giving constructive feedback or negative feedback um, was a challenge for me. Uh, but there was also a lot of training and education that I think people gave me to help make me be prepared. There were a lot of resources and tips and tricks around here's how you can get yourself comfortable, you can practice, you can utilize these templates, these formats, um, there are simulations, you can practice giving feedback. And so it's not that it was certainly easy, it, they were difficult conversations, especially the first time around, but I felt very well supported. But what I maybe didn't really understand was that hard and difficult are not the same for everyone. So while yes, con giving constructive feedback might be difficult for many people, and that's why there's a lot of training out there, there are other conversations that may be difficult for you as an individual that others may not consider difficult. Um, and it could be something as simple, I'm just gonna use a silly example, but you know, could be giving someone a compliment. Um, some people are really good at it and they can sound very sincere and, and very um, supportive and, and others, it's, it's maybe a struggle, um, either because uh, they're coming at it from a different perspective or they have different opinions or this is just not how they, uh, maybe they don't like to accept compliments that often. So giving a compliment can be challenging. I know this is a little bit in line with feedback, but um, I use this as kind of an example is that be prepared to have hard and difficult conversations. But what I wish I had kind of known and had spent more time thinking about was what is hard and difficult for me versus maybe what other people think are hard and difficult. Um, because I have come to learn that I need things that are challenging for me to have a conversation, whether maybe it's a little bit awkward or it's just not an area I feel very comfortable in. I need to spend a little bit more time practicing um, and more time preparing for it, just like the way I do for giving constructive feedback. But since that was the area that a lot of people focused on, I sort of neglected maybe some of these other areas that I thought were gonna be hard um, or difficult. And so um, the first thing I would definitely recommend is when you become a manager and you think about it, really think about what is hard and difficult for you to talk about. Um, it may not be what everyone considers hard or difficult. They may consider it very, simple or they may, things you may consider very simple, maybe hard or difficult for your staff as well. So kind of thinking about understanding that everyone is an individual and how you might need to practice uh, being flexible and how to respond to those situations. Which leads me to the second one I kind of wish I had known or really paid more attention to is prepare for people to cry or have bad days. Now you might think, this should be somewhat self-evident, right? Um, I mean, people are always gonna have bad days and, and surely we can all be humans and support each other. Um, and of course I knew that and I still do. But what I don't think I really truly understood was how do you support individuals with whom you may not have that trust and that relationship? And so what I mean in that case is of course your close coworkers or your friends or your, um, people you might have known for a while and supported and have an understanding there's a level of trust and so when your um you know co-worker comes to you and you're working with for maybe a few years um and you've worked together on a couple of projects is, is upset you know hopefully <laughs> how to support that person because you know that person you maybe know what they need um or maybe this is how you respond and so you can support them but what 
um, I sort of assumed is that I would know how to support anyone. And that's not necessarily true when you come in realizing that these are brand new people. You may not have a relationship with them already. Maybe you do, and that's great. Um, but you might be coming and taking on a new team, whether it's because you're new to the organization or it's a newly formed team or these are new hires. Uh, maybe you just brought someone on for the very first time to your organization. And hopefully in those beginning, while you're you're still getting your feet wet, you don't have a, a negative incident. But people are going to have struggles, whether it's because they have a personal struggle or a professional struggle, you know, maybe something they're struggling with. And realizing how you can support those people in the way that they want to be without having that initial trust is something that I sort of wish I had been better prepared for. Um, I, I, I kind of, I think, made the mistake a lot of people do is treating everyone the way you want to be treated. Um, but that's not necessarily the right thing. It really should be how do they want to be treated just because I respond to crises or problems in a certain way does not mean that this individual who's now reporting to me and is looking to me for guidance needs to or wants to respond in the exact same way that I would have responded. And so it's important to be able to very quickly establish, um, I guess, a sphere of trust and this environment to be able to say, how can I help you and how can I support you? Um, so the second thing, like I said, I would really focus on is being prepared for individuals to have bad days, especially those that maybe you don't have that relationship with. The third thing I'd, I'd like to focus in on is inheriting staff represents a unique learning curve. Um, what does that really mean? Um, I mean that you might come in well, the first time you become a manager to a team that already exists. These are staff that maybe have already been in existence, either they were an existing team or they were staff that was already in existence. They could be the top performance in your, your, your organization, or they could be the worst performers. Um, I like to sort of be an optimist and say that they could be the best team um, in your entire organization or maybe in the world. That doesn't mean that it's an easy process for when you first step in, especially I would say when you're the first time you're managing a team. And the reason I, I think that I want to point that out is um, I sort of, I don't want to say I made the mistake, but I definitely had this feeling, oh, these are the first time you inherit a team, they're high performers. Um, they don't really need a lot and it's going to be great. Um, and I rapidly learned that that's not true. Um, it's not that they're difficult staff. It's not that they're bad staff, um, but they were staff that had expectations. Um, they had their own way of doing things, whether it's because they had a previous manager or became the, because they came from a previous um, structure or organization. Either way, they all have, all staff have their own expectations and processes. And when you come in to manage them, you're going to have your own expectations um, and your own way of doing things. And I think it's very important that when you're a first time manager to recognize that you don't come with the you, you may not come with that amount of experience and knowledge. Um, and so being willing to reset your expectations and be flexible, I think is really important. Being willing to understand that um, to be successful, these staff need to be able to have their expectations heard and met and your expectations need to also be clear and set and met in order so that you can come together and actually move forward. And so this leads me to the fourth one I wish I I'd sort of paid more attention to, which is listen and learn. So I definitely got this advice and I 
very much appreciated it. And I'm so thankful that I listened to this. And so I want to continue to repeat it is listen and learn. Be aware of your own shortcomings or your own blind spots uh, and listen to the staff around you and the staff under you and the staff above you. And then more importantly, be willing to change your thinking or your plans. Meaning think about what do you, what do you want to succeed to achieve? But also thinking about what do these other individuals, what are they trying to achieve? What are they expecting of me? What are they expecting my organization? How can I assist them in meeting those expectations? How, what, what, what do they define as successful and how can I help them meet that success? Um, and I think it takes a level of self-awareness that can be challenging when it's your very first time. You wanna be, um, you wanna make your mark, you wanna be successful, you wanna lay the, the a solid foundation. Um, and so the only way really to do that is to listen and to be willing to learn. You're, you're not gonna get everything right the first time around. Um, and the more flexible you are, the easier it is it's gonna to be to, to make those necessary changes. The last thing and the fifth, the fifth thing I would say that uh, I would highly encourage, I, I wish I'd kind of paid more attention to is asking for help. So again, I, I did receive this advice and I, I've, I've always followed it, but I think it's particularly apt when you're a first time manager. We all need support and guidance the first time you do something. Um, and being a first time manager, first time leading people or managing people is really no different. Um, maybe you're one of those people that you, things come really easy to you. And the first time you're managing people, you just sort of get it right from the very beginning, whether it's because you're just, you have that natural skill set or because that you and your team just kind of are on the same page right away. And maybe you just sort of gel and move forward. And that's great. Um, but for, I think, a lot of folks, um, you're going to have some stumbling blocks. It's not that you're going to go terrible, but you're going to run into some challenges. Um, and so I think it's important to remember to ask for help and recognize that asking for help may be asking for help from your team. It may be asking for help from your peers. It may be asking for your help from your leaders um, or your other mentors. It's, it's important to not just consider who can I ask for help from? And it's not just necessarily who can I ask for help to do a task. Sometimes it can just be, I just wanna bounce an idea off of you or, hey, I just need to practice something or I try something out. How does this feel um, or how's this working? It's really important to recognize that there are there's a support network out there if you're willing to ask for that help. And so what I'd like to sort of end with is kind of repeating that, that we all need a little help the first time out. And, and if being a manager is something you really wanna do, I would highly encourage you consider um, taking a look, like I said, at some of the resources and training that are available um, because it is a really rewarding experience. Um, but it's it, just like with anything that was a great reward is that it can be challenging. Um, and so I would say, give yourself a little bit of, of grace and leniency. If you're one of those folks who maybe struggles this first few times you become a manager, um, I think most people are. Uh, it's okay to not be perfect at everything the first time. Um, I think what's most important is being willing to recognize where there's opportunities, um, whether that's opportunities for you as an individual to learn and grow or your team to learn and grow. And these are, uh, and, and I think you'll find that at the end, when I, not really the end, cause it's, it's forever, is 
you will build something that will be incredibly meaningful um, and long-term if you are willing to understand what your team needs and you're willing to support what your team needs and you're as both as individuals and as a team and also recognizing for yourself what kind of manager you are or want to be um, and what support you need and what's um, what guidance you need to be able to to become that manager uh, if you're not already there. So with that, I'll wrap up. I appreciate you listening um, and I look forward to talking in a future episode. Thank you. Mm -hmm.